solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter sixteen, Godric's Hollow. Welcome to another episode, my friends and wizards. I'm Molly, and I'm Alex, and this, this is. Potter, Potter Watch. Watch, my friends and wizards and magical beings. Two separate categories. <laughs> friends and wizards. We don't know any witches, <laughs> I guess. I was kind of using wizards as like a gender neutral term. Mm, I see. But I could see that being problematic, I guess. Yeah. But kidding. I feel like it... I feel like it could be. It's like actor. Like You just say actor. Yeah, but I don't think wizards is like actor. But some people just say, like, wizard. I know, I don't like that. I'd ra- Why don't they just say witch? True. Yeah. All my witches. All my witches. All my <laughs> witches. Come, come, my witches. Um, <clears throat> hoot, hoot. Oh, we got a little owl, do we? A little owlet. Hey. A little pig. Well, let him in the window. <laughs> <laughs> um... It is an Apple Podcasts review. I don't know why. I don't know why. But you were like, it's an Apple. And I was like, someone sent us an Apple in the mail. Thank you so much for this (laughs) red delicious. (laughs) Granny Smith. Well, anyway, so Glenn in our eyes. Maybe that's Glenn in Rhode Island. I don't know. Very clever. Um, says, just found this podcast a few weeks ago. I'm loving it. Just now at HP4. Looking forward to catching up. Thanks, Glenn and I. And R.I. Thank you, Glenn. Is, does Glenn have a Harry Potter house? They did not say, but... Glenn, write us back. Let us know your Harry Potter house. Yeah. We want to know. We want to know. Can, Can you tell us? Oh! <gasps> <laughs> That was amazing. Improv cohesion. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so if you have gotten to this point in the podcast, I don't know if we really need to say it, but you're more than welcome to leave us a review. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome to go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You have yet to leave a review, and you have listened to our free content for this long. Come on. I could see why somebody complained about the cursing. <laughs> That's fair. But you know what they did that you haven't? They wrote, wrote in. Review. Wrote in. Let us know their feelings. Um, <clears throat> we are doing his most solemn chapter today. I think this is a great tactic. We should just bully the people that listen. Yeah, so not sure. only will they not leave a review, but they will stop listening to the podcast. How the could you stop at this point? How is it going to end? What's going to happen? <laughs> what are our final thoughts going to be, you know? Yeah. Um, but it is a solemn chapter today, Alex. Oh, it's a downer. It's a downer. I almost cried on the way up here listening to it. Um, it's Godric's Hollow. I'm very emotional. Um... I haven't been this emotional reading, like, no, no, no. I, I, I'll, I'll save it for the notes. Okay. That's not true. I've been much more the emotional. The one with Lily's note really got me. Yeah, I was about to say, I've been really emotional in other chapters, like, more emotional than this chapter makes me, but this, um, the phrasing and the feeling mm-hmm. feels so similar to the mirror of air said to me. Oh, interesting. Like, the tone of it, and, like, not the beginning, really, but, like, the tone of it when we get to Godric's Hollow. Yeah. That whole thing, like, Harry's mindset, she goes into, like, beautiful prose again, Mm -hmm. and that all really, like, reminds me of the mirror of Erised, and and, and obviously Harry's feeling similar things then. So it just... Um, Which Mirror of Erised is maybe like our favorite chapter of all time. I love Mirror of Erised. I don't. I don't think that this chapter is on the same level oh, as Mirror of Erised. Certainly not. But There's a cloud over this chapter, and its name is Ron Weasley. <laughs> look, he well, he didn't even make an appearance, and he's still my rat. <laughs> I'm still so mad at him. Fair. Um, did you? Try and rename this chapter. I did. 
Speaking of the cloud. <laughs> uh, no, it's not about Ron. I didn't give him uh, that, much. that satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, it's called A Hollow Return. Oh, wow. That's, um, that's feelings um, in me. <clears throat> What is this feeling? Excuse me? <laughs> what are these what feelings? Is this feeling? So sudden and new. Um, similar vibe. Mine is returning home. Oh. So, but not as clever as hello. 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 <laughs> what is wrong with that? I think it's because it's so sad. Like, yeah, want to make we can't, it light. Like, woo, but. Um, should I haiku first? You should haiku because I didn't I, I started to try and make a haiku and then I just wrote a poem because I had a lot of feelings. You poemed. I poemed. I haikued, you poemed. Correct. Um, okay. Pain numbs, plans reform, a place not quite remembered, peace finally found. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. I love the line of place not quite, quite remembered. remembered. That's really pretty, Molly. Thank you. We're all in our feelings. We're all in our feelings today. Ah, oh, a place not quite remembered. That's going to stick with me. I'll be like sleeping at night and I'll be like, remember when Molly said genius. <laughs> um, I'm ready for this poem though. Um, okay. Um, it starts with loss and ends there too. In grief, old friends carry you. Love, always love, pulls you through. The darkest memories haunting you. That's really lovely. Thank you. It's like a nursery rhyme, like a sad kid's. It's a poem. poem. <laughs> uh, but you know what I just thought of that we could should have done, but we like it's we're too far gone. But like we should have like written down all of these po like haikus and like put them in like a little book. Oh yes, but it's too late. Some of them. Not, but that would make it even better. <laughs> like them. just ones like this, and then next week it'll be like it'll be like womp da womp da womp. <laughs> when I wrap them on the spot because I forgot to do them. Those would be the we've gems. all done some. Raps. I mean, we could go through each episode. And yeah, episode. and it wasn't the whole book. Yeah, that's true. I actually have almost all of my posted, posted. just of the rename and stuff. Like I don't keep all the ones mm -hmm. from the book. But oh. um. And you, I mean, you used to keep them all in one notebook, but I think lately... I've got, I've yeah. lately... Well, um, it's on a receipt today. My notes are on a Dempsey's Ashton receipt today. Oh, Dempsey. My fave. Um, so obviously, we're still mad at Ron. <laughs> yes, I should say so. Um, but I'm mostly just, like, sad. And I was sad to be reminded of the fact that he, like, literally can't come back. Like, the way that they're designed on their journey, he, like... Well, right. That's it. I mean, I... And I'm gonna... I'm sorry to keep harping on this, but I, I adore this movie. Right. I think it's so well done. It communicates the feelings of these chapters so well. So when they leave, Hermione ties that scarf around the tree and they apparate away and then she breaks down into tears. Like it is, it tells the story so beautifully. Like that's exactly it, right? It's like, he can't come back after this. Like what if that was the last time they saw him? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what it, this is, that's, it definitely I know, feels that's like what that I mean, like... in this chapter. And I think first time you think like, Until maybe the very end. Because you don't even know that you're going back to Hogwarts at the end. Like, you can assume because of... I'm trying to remember how I felt when I first read it. But I think I, like, knew he was coming back. I don't know how. I think I would have... I, like, Harry assumed that he would go to Hogwarts. And then they would meet up with him back there. I think I was like, he'll be back. I don't know why, and I and I think I was just like I definitely know I don't think that I, I spent a lot of time. Back. I don't think I spent a lot of time thinking about it because yeah. I was like trying to just get through the book. Yeah, I'm. I the 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 Alan Rickman of it all for me with this in particular is the Rupert Grant of it all. 
I forgive Rupert Grimp before I forgive Ron. In the book, I'm like, I'm mad at Ron. Like, when he comes back and Hermione's still not talking to him, I'm still not talking to him. But in the movie, he's so cute. And he's like, that ball of light, like, here, right here. And I'm like, oh, my God, Rupert, you're so cute. I forgive you. I forgive Ron. I do not. I'm with Harry. If I were Harry, I, no, (laughs) I'd be mad. I just think he's a little bitch baby. He is, and he admits it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm fine with how it comes back. Also, like. I'm glad he comes back. If he didn't come back and they had to go find him, then I would be more angry. Right now, I'm just upset because they're so upset. Yeah, I, that, we're not even to him coming back. I just meant. He can't come back right now, and that did make me really sad. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really sad. And they can't even talk to each other. Which is partly why I feel like this is the most Hermy chapter. Yes, I'm saying Hermy and not... Harmony? The, yeah, correct. Why would you... <laughs> because I don't like their ship name because it's nice. It's nice. So, Hermy... Um, this is like, there's like, a, I feel like a lot here. And it's not even the part where they're in the graveyard. It's more like this like tent tension, as I called it. Yeah, the tent tension. <laughs> no, I, I felt it too. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I think it's natural, honestly. I'm not, I never ship Hermie. I'll go on your train with you. <laughs> it's also fun. You know I love a fun, <laughs> unconventional ship name. Uh, I don't, I never ship Hermie, but I think it's natural in any, like, boy, you know, any, like, friendship between right. pe- two people that are attracted to each other or people that are attracted to each other. I think it's natural to have, like, a moment of wonder, especially in an end of the world But I don't situation. think they're attracted to each other. I don't think that's happening. I'm just saying I think it's normal... Especially right now when you're desperate and are sad and that this is the only person in the world you can Oh, yeah, to. it's like... Like... If you're on a desert island with somebody, right, you'll like, most likely fall in love with them. Right, like, I don't think it's that in any other circumstances they would be together or they're... And there's not even really tension here. They can't even talk to each other. But that, that's what I but mean. Yeah, that's kind bit, of the tension. But I think it's more... I don't know. That's I have a question. I have questions. A question for you later. Where do you think Hermione blames Harry a little bit? Yeah, I I think she does. Yeah, because I think she, like Harry, was rightfully very angry at Ron, and she was trying to be like, everything's fine. He just needs to take off the Horcrux, and Harry's like, no, stop giving him. Like Harry's the one that. Yeah engages and I think it was fair for Harry to engage but like I think she was like trying to stop it and she was like Harry like you know how Ron is basically that Um, frustrates me yeah but I I don't think she's trying to blame Harry and I think she knows that it it's the same thing honestly as later when the wand breaks right it's like the same but opposite where it's like I know it's not your fault but I'm a little bit like and I think she feels obviously more betrayed by Ron, but like no, I mean certainly. And and I like Harry's not talking to her about it, and I think that's also really hard. And I think she wants to talk about it. Do you? Yeah, I think Harry even notes that he's like, um, because I it's he's like somewhere specific, in the book. Because I I mean yes, find it if you can't. Because I remember. Him being like, and we don't talk about Ron. We no, we no, we like she doesn't bring up Ron. I don't bring up Ron. And then the one time that they do, like that Harry like sidesteps it. It's uncomfortable. I think they both have an unspoken. We don't talk about it. I know it's like when they first leave and go to the next place. Hermione drops Harry's hand and just like is sobbing on a rock. Yeah, and Harry's like. I feel like I was supposed to go and comfort her, but instead I just stayed in my spot. Like, that's... Yeah. I feel like it's rough. And, and there's, I think there's another part, too, but... Um, and I think he's afraid to talk to Hermione about it because I think he's afraid... He even says he's afraid yeah, Hermione's he's gonna, gonna leave, leave, too. That's the saddest part for me, 
is that because Harry's lost so many people and Ron was one of those, like, Ron for Harry is, like, a constant. That's a rock. Hermione yeah. and Ron are rocks for him. Right. And so he lost one and he already had doubts. So now he just has doubts about Hermione. And we know as readers that she could never possibly leave him. Right. Like she would never. But he's so thrown off kilter by Ron leaving because it he just doesn't have that steady person with him anymore. It's really, I mean, yeah, it's like, like shaking we, him. And, and if it we really was, want to talk about Ron's usefulness to the team, it's, it's that Harry is really not at his best without Ron because he's not at his best without both of them. And Ron pointed out something that he was already feeling guilty about mm-hmm. not having a real plan. And so that has also shaken him. And that as, Dumbledore and, didn't prepare him, which right, that's on Big that, D. Well, yeah. But Harry feels guilty about it. I just, I I feel like Hermione's also, like, the type of person to talk about feelings. For sure. And Harry's not. Right. (laughs) Like, if Hermione was there with her girlfriends, like she doesn't have. (laughs) I think Hermione's not saying Ron's name because she knows it's gonna, like, set Harry off. Or make him uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Like Harry, not set him off, but yeah, like Harry is not emotionally equipped Harry. to have like an emotional conversation, which I actually think is pretty sad for Hermione. Like I like to believe that she has Jenny for that, because neither Ron or Harry are really like able to have an emotional conversation. I found the line I was thinking of. Okay. Uh, they did not discuss Ron at all over the next few days. Harry was determined never to mention his name again. And Hermione seemed to know that it was no use forcing the issue. Oh, I see. Although sometimes at night when she thought he was asleep, he would hear her cry. <laughs> I just, I get Harry not being able to handle it, but like, Harry. <laughs> just, he can't do it. Poor Hermione. She must feel so lonely. Like, more than Harry. We mess up men. They cannot talk about their emotions. What do we do to them? Yeah. What do we, the world, do to men that... Like, if I heard you crying in the middle of the night, I would immediately go to you and comfort you. Yeah. Like, even if you didn't want to say anything. And I'd be like, we need to have a heart-to-heart right now. Yeah, or just, like, if you just need this time to cry, like, that's fine. You know, like, sometimes that's what you need. But, like, address it. The like, movie gives Harry more credit because the dance scene is... Much it's needed. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, like, he does the exact right thing in that moment. Yeah. Again, oh, God, I love this movie so much. I'm so sorry. I'm just going to keep talking about it. I just think it's a solid film. Um, I just said to Harry... Don't doubt yourself. Because he's, like, rethinking about, like, what Ron said to him. Ronald. And he's like, now Hermione's gonna gonna wanna stay. Or not stay. Um, Harry missing Jenny, though, is lovely. The whole conversation that, um, he has, like, in a set about looking at her, um, on the map. Yeah. And and I like that, it's sad, but I like that in so few words, um, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but he, when he hears that she's like leading a rebellion and yeah. things like that, he misses her more. And it's just so clear that he loves her for who she is, yeah. you know, like, cause when anytime he hears that she's doing something that's like, it's just so her that she would keep the fight going, that she is the strong leader that that's what he likes about that's what he likes about her and i love that that's what makes him miss her what i think i don't it was me as an adult that really appreciated the jenny harry relationship because Mm -hmm. i think as a kid it was it felt like a relationship of convenience like oh Mm -hmm. we have ron and hermione Mm -hmm. and like oh yeah we have to find someone for harry and like obviously jenny like it and i wasn't mad about it as a young child but it was I didn't really put much into it. And then as an adult reading it, I've really enjoyed that relationship. Yeah, obviously. I just think there there's like really deep stuff happening there. And we've talked about this before. But, you know, 
And Harry talks about it, like, about how they have in common knowing what it's like to have the Dark Lord in their head. And he remembers that later, when, like, in yeah. the last chapter we were talking about it. So I think they have discussed it. And, and the just, fifth one, yeah, when she tells, when reminds she, When she reminds, <laughs> one of my favorite Jenny lines. She's like, um, funny. Weird. Do you know anyone else besides me? He, that, you know... <clears throat> yeah, but um I just they I think they connect on such a deep level in a way that honestly I don't think any other partner for Harry could. Oh, and yeah. I think it's Look, subtle. You mean Cho doesn't? Look. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I'm a huge um Henny stan. Sure. Gary. Henny, Henny, honey. Gary. Gary. Um, I said. But nothing is sadder in this chapter than them putting Phineas in Ron's seat at the table. <laughs> I, I was like, guys. <laughs> guys. I mean, what else are they going to do with Phineas? It was sad. It was like a new level of sad. It was like they put like a blow up doll in Ron's seat. And they, like, tried to pretend, but it was, like, they're sitting to dinner, and they're like, okay, imagine nights where he doesn't show up in the picture. How awkward is that? Uh, just something to look at. Awful. <laughs> it's terrible. They need, like, a, basically, like, a centerpiece to, like, because they're not really speaking, Talking. so they no, need something to look at. <laughs> it's like a TV. <laughs> I know, just the whole time, my second-hand anxiety was going, like, social anxiety was going off the roof. I was like, I need somebody to have a normal conversation, and I need you not to be talking to this stupid portrait that's not there. I need you to eat food. <laughs> I'm just, glad they have Phineas. I, me too. <laughs> if they didn't have Phineas, things would be uncomfortable. Also, Phineas, you sly dog, like, trying, trying to... to sneak their location. And I'm like, that should be a red flag to them that Phineas cares about where they are. They should be like, that must be Snape. And then they should, like, shut it down, honestly. I think they do, but they are in desperate need <laughs> of that communication. They are not... The kids are not all right. <laughs> the kids are not okay. Um, I would be doing a lot of writing. I think. Like, yeah. They, and I'm not a journaler, but I would become one. <laughs> I think they, they need, you know what they need for real though? <laughs> they need um, road trip games. <laughs> I want a full I chapter spy. of them being like, <laughs> this would be a great Let's play the parody. alphabet game. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody make the TikTok. Okay, but in the shop. Fuck, Mary, kill Hermione. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, first big mention post Xenophilius of the symbol again. Oof, like yes. the reintroduction, I would say, of the symbol, which is fun. I like that Hermione is like doing her homework with Dumbledore's gift. She's like, there's yes. something in here. <laughs> um, I have doubts that the mark isn't like noted uh, in um the history of what's his name yeah it was so yeah it's popular that's what's confusing i was i thought that was kind of weird too but i also wonder if it's like kind of still supposed to be like on the dl you know like that's just like an inside thing i mean and i definitely bought that when i've read it before i guess for me I'm getting a little confused, I guess, because of the way we see Grindelwald in oh, the Fantastic Beasts. I'm like, he's like huge. Like, yeah. You can't escape that. He's like a humongous European and American, like, like global wizard. No, I mean, he's huge. I mean, he's keeping the symbol thing on the DL. Yeah. Because it's still supposed to be like a secret, but not it's a like, secret, but it's but like, it's being like, it's being like spray painted and stuff like that in like Bulgaria. You know what I'm saying? So whoa. so like it felt like a swastika to me. Like it was like a something that you put on like a building to let people know that they're not 
not as like powerful as a, or as recognizable as a swastika, but like maybe even like a racial slur or something on a bathroom wall. Like it just felt very like that's I, that's what I mean. I feel like it's on the DL like so people in it know it, and like obviously Crumb because he went to Durmstrang and Grindelwald went there, so it's like mm. there. But like it's not official because like Grindelwald doesn't want all that information out there because he doesn't want other people like doing the. That that was my guess. Like the Hollows is like kind of a sacred mission that only few know about <sighs> mm-hmm. or believe in, and mm-hmm. I don't think he's like shouting about it. Yeah, but it's like a if you know me, then you know me kind of right. wink. Yeah, and I think it's like yeah, I think people are probably like graffiti because they like I'm in this like I'm little club. Know. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably how, like, the swastika started, honestly. Well, well, I was going to say it is, like, the swastika is actually, like, a peace symbol. I can't remember. It's, like, has, like, Buddhists or something. Yeah, and then it was adopted by the Nazis, and so now it is known for it, which is why the Deathly Hollow symbol has always reminded me of the swastika. So when they were like, it's not in the history books, I was like, um, but build a bag shot, do your research, be Like, yeah. But, um, no, that, no, that actually makes secret society, that makes a lot. I mean, I just made that up when I, because I also kind of, um, thought that was weird, but I just made up an excuse for it, basically. Okay, so this next scene, it literally, like, I released a breath and they released a breath. When they decided to go to... No. Well, yes. When they have this conversation and Hermione starts teasing him. Oh, Have you ever once opened a history? Yeah. Yeah, Hogwarts a history. And Harry's like, well, just the once when I got it. And they like, they're back to communicating again. I said, it's a breath of fresh air in the chapter. And it really is. They found their their new normal, their equilibrium. And I am less stressed. They're also like having an actual conversation about something. That really stressed me out. (laughs) I did not like it when they weren't talking. Because I just know I'm such a talker, clearly. What? Oh, no. Not me. I, and I can't. And the idea of having unsaid things like that and for them living like that for multiple days makes me so uncomfortable. Right. Like, I, I could even be, like, quiet with somebody, but because there's stuff being unsaid, yes, that could it, not... It makes my skin crawl. <laughs> and I just don't know how Herm did it. That's yeah. why she's crying at night by herself. Right. Because she just can't um, with the unsaid things. The pressure. But anyway. But she's right. Harry, are you shocked that Godric's Hollow is the birthplace? Godric Griffin. Like, okay, you didn't know that. But, like, you seem genuinely shocked by that information. (laughs) It was so funny. I laughed out loud in my car. It was, like, classic Harry. It is. It's classic, which is perfect because that's, like, the tone that Hermione takes. And I... she says it three times, and that's my favorite part, is that Hermione's like, you know, Godric's hollow. I think Dumbledore thought you might put it together. <laughs> and I'm, like, mad that this doesn't come to fruition. Like, that the sword yeah. isn't there. I'm like, it does make sense. Thanks a lot, Dumbledore. Thanks, Big D. But I think it actually, he either way, he's leading them there. He wants them to go there. Like, I, I don't know, the Peveril, you know. Yeah. He, they have, they need information at Godric Hollow, even though it turns, Bagshot is like a wrong turn. Yeah. I would say, foreshadowing. But, um. It doesn't go great. It doesn't, it's not swell. Uh, but, um. But I think he, he leads them there and that's nice. I also do think, like, as a reader, we should be listening to Harry's gut more because Harry's, like, I mean, I guess the sword could be there, but, like, he's not thinking that. And, like, that should be, like, a sign for us, I I think. I also don't think that I ever thought the sword would be there. Oh, I I, was like, yes, that makes perfect sense, Hermione. Great. No. (laughs) I, I don't know why. And I think, I think because I was, I was with Harry, like, 
we're going to Godric's Hollow to see mom and dad. You know, like... I really thought there was going to be, like, answers there, though. I think there are answers there. But not what we're looking for. Like, us at the time as the reader. Like, I was looking for, like, stuff to propel our little mission right now. Yeah. I mean, I hope... I, I, I guess in my brain, I'm like, we just have to go anywhere that means anything to anyone. Because us, like, right. not talking in a tent in random places is, like, not moving us forward. I mean, love a plan. Love a plan. So, like, I think we should have been in Godric's Hollow one day. We should have been, like, in Hogwarts another. I know these are dangerous places, but, like, we just need to go somewhere. We need to find something. We need to get out of this rut. Yeah. Maybe, like, wander down Diagon Alley. I don't know. I don't know, but we need to get out of this tent. Like, maybe go somewhere near Wizards and get a newspaper just to, like, check yeah, in. Yeah, figure out what's going on. We need to have a discussion and a game plan. Yeah. They're being so cautious and obviously, like, good because, like, they could easily be exposed or whatever. But, like, I but think... But I think this little plan right here, them going as this cute little old couple into this muggle was nobody was gonna know so they should do more recon stuff like that yeah like they Hermione won't even go to a grocery store without the invisibility cloak I'm like girl no one's looking for you there muggle grocery that's what they've been doing yeah but I don't yeah I don't know why she's so like nervous about that but I think like it it's working out that they're so nervous like Ted and Dean get caught like you know? Yeah, but I feel like they're more prepared than Ted and Dean. I don't know. I'm just saying, but like they are. They're being yeah. so careful. No, and it I think is it's good. working. It is really, really good that um, what they're doing. But I think I, we get there. We get yeah. there eventually. When we have a lead, we go. Yeah. They're on it. Um, um, and then just to like, just a quick jab at Harry again. Sure. Um, when Hermione says, I think Dumbledore thought, I really think Dumbledore thought you'd make that connection. It's perfect. And I was like, I think Dumbledore knew that you would make that connection, Hermione. <laughs> you. Um, I think that's clear. You know, Harry, um, you are the brains of the operation. Dumbledore knew that. That's why Dumbledore said, trust your friends, only them. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you tell Hermione and, and Ron. The other guy you hang out with. I'll give him a dilemma. That's Don't not worry me. about it. He'll find his way back. It's not just, like, me <laughs> traveling. Right. Um, the sadness and grief in this episode hit me hard, and I was not ready. Um, yes. Before we get there... Um, oh, because I was, like, at the photo album. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, um, Harry always remembers a conversation, though. He's really good at remembering details of a conversation. Yeah. Or like, you know, an imp you know, he like he's like, oh, I remember that. It's Grundlewald. She said right. this. Crumb told me this. Crumb yeah. told me this. Like he he can make those connections and remember details really well. So like as a plus. Here's a good recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, now I'm now I'm to grief. Yeah. So I don't have any other notes for the I'm just kidding. I was like, what? <laughs> I do, I do. But I was almost like, nah. This is my favorite um scene between Harry and Hermione. In the books. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can totally picture them I as this like say, old couple going. I think it's so sweet. I think it's so gentle and soft the way she writes it and and like I can really picture this like cute little village like it's yeah, so it's, homey it's, sounding oh I like, also like love the background that we get that it is like a mixed town like there's wizards mm-hmm. and muggles living there like in like peacefully we right. assume and like she's like I they would they would be there in the church and Harry. it's Christmas Eve. Eve oh it's just oh I feel like the perfect background song for this part of the chapter is like, I wish I had a river, you know? Oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. That's one of the most like underrated Christmas songs. Same. It's, it's one of my favorite. The Robert Downey Jr. version. I've never heard that version. What? It's like the only one my family listens to. Oh, I wish I had a river. 
Um, Robert Downey Jr. was on this little-known show called Allie McBeal, and this woman named Vonda Shepard did all of the music for Allie McBeal, and Robert Downey Jr. was in it, and he sang in it, and he has, like, a beautiful voice. Okay, RTJ. We can play RTJ. it. RTJ. We can play it after this. Yeah. Um, but that that's, like, ha- what this chapter made me feel, like, just that, like, that bittersweet melancholy of the holiday season yeah. sometimes. Or like and... landslide. <laughs> yeah. But Dixie Chicks version. The chicks. <laughs> the chicks. Um, but and then and then they're just they're walking in the snow and then you see the statue. And this is where I break <laughs> this statue of them whole like because you just go back to the marauders and how happy they are and then harry goes right to that place too where he's like what would my life have been like if i had gotten to stay with them and i yeah i just love it and i love that the magic of it and um oh it's yeah and you just assume that it was like people that lived there that created that statue and were like we're doing something and obviously we get to the house in the next chapter but like this was just like really special and it i was sad and then i was like immediately angry that no one particularly dumbledore took (laughs) harry Harry there i i have that exact note i'm like how is it that harry has never been here right i and part of me is like I feel like Hagrid could have taken him when he first, like, yeah. took him to Diagon Alley. I'm not, like, mad at Hagrid. I'm mostly mad at Dumbledore. I'm but... mad at anyone who knew about this that wasn't, like, even Mrs. Weasley, like, just somebody take this boy to see his parents' grave, please. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know that he's, like, never asked for it because I don't think he ever thought about it. He probably didn't even know that they had... He's been told they died in a car crash and nobody, yeah. like, he doesn't know, like, kids have to be like when my granny died I had to be taken to her grave the right. first time and my mom hates graveyards and graves she doesn't she's really religious so for her her soul is not there so she doesn't right. like it's show like, this isn't doing anything for me emotionally but that's how and and I've internalized that now too because when we grieve we don't go to really graves like we go right. for the funeral and that but that's just how like familially right and that and that carries on so my point is that like the Dursleys didn't take Harry of course to a grave. They didn't even let him grieve properly his whole life. So, of course, his thought isn't going to be, oh, someone take me to Godric's Hollow so that I can remember my family and and have this beautiful moment of grief. And right. then now we're here, and I just love that um, She Who Must Not Be Named puts this in the book because I think it's so, so, so lovely um it, it's just like it has this like kindness to it yeah it's it's i think it really is it's just like quiet and soft and it's sad but it's not like devastating you know like right it is it's like this is our heroes mm-hmm. and like we created this statue for it because it's all, like i guess the other one is like a war yeah like a muggle war memorial and i i like that too it's like this was our war that yeah. we don't get to like show it has to be kind of yes. this, but yeah. Um, and then just like Hermione realizing, doing what Harry couldn't earlier, right? And taking his hand and leading him on is just such a beautiful image, and I can see it, and I can see her as like a little old lady. I know that's it. I do too, and I mean. Can we just talk about Hermione's emotional intelligence throughout this whole chapter, book, series? Claps, but snaps. Um, she just does everything Our right. Our queen is multifaceted, okay? She does everything right in this chapter and, like, knows exactly what he needs yes. and what he's... And for somebody that hasn't really lost anyone like that, she really understands, like, what he needs and what he's going through, I think. She knows him so well. And she has lost people. Uh, yeah, but it's obviously not. It's not. The same I mean, not way. to the yeah. same extent. Although I do think she might understand a little bit more now, with the having parents. with yeah. to erase her memory from her parents. Um, <laughs> but I had to laugh <laughs> because Harry's like sees the Abbot's tombstone. <laughs> and he's like, 
they might be some distance relations of Hannah. And I'm like, oh yeah, Hannah, your best friend. <laughs> he, says Hannah. It, he says it so casually. Remember we all like Hannah. <laughs> He's like never really talked about Hannah. It's just so funny because half the time Harry's like, yeah, there's Dean, there's Seamus, and there's Neville. No one else exists other than, you know, Ron's siblings. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like it was like the perfect surname because it's like, this is probably like a wizarding family. Like it was like a character we know, but... I just found it hilarious. I was like, yeah, you think this is... And, like, Hermione's, like, looking for something important. And Harry's like, the Abbots, am I right? <laughs> okay, now we get to some some real beauty. Some quotes. Some quotes. I love analyzing these quotes. Same. So, first one. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Beautiful excuse. What does it mean in this context? Where your treasure is it is or lies? Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I, Harry's like, I don't really get it. And I was like, me neither. (laughs) He was like, he did not understand what these words meant. Surely Dumbledore had chosen them as the eldest member of the family once his mother had died. I was like, I think so too. And I think there is probably a deeper meaning, but I don't know what well, it is. Well, I mean, other than I like Ariana is with her. Kendra's treasure. That's what I think it is. Yeah. So, not really like a secret meaning, I guess. Well, I mean, in a sad way, it's like for Dumbledore. Yeah, like they're together. No, no, no. Like, that's where Dumbledore's heart is. Oh, I see. Like his treasure, his heart. Like my heart. Is, and is, Aberforth, yeah, right, probably. Right, is there. Yeah. Oh, so, I see it, yeah. Yeah. Like Ariana was like their treasure. Treasure. Yeah. And this is their heart. This that's is where sweet. his heart will always be. And I think that's true. I think that's textually proven by like, you know, he sees the mirror. Ariana in the mirror when he drinks the potion. He goes right. immediately to Ariana where your heart treasure is your heart is i think that i think that is what that means (gasps) um how how did hermione see that little triangle in this most faded of all tombstones and it's like midnight although i think it's like 5 p.m but it's like brighton she has (laughs) she has talents we aren't aware of (laughs) that the dark lord knows not (laughs) Um, but she spotted it on good old Ignatius or mm-hmm. Ignotus. Um, yeah. Ooh, the Petherals, we're here. Petherals. The Petherals. Tally That's from Paracraft, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm at the next quote. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Woof. Now what do we think that one means? I've got my theories. But I will say first off, the first thing that I thought about when I heard it this time was I open at the close. Mm. They felt very, like, together. Like, almost like in Dumbledore's head, I can see him making that connection. Well, my first question was, who do you think picked this quote? Who was responsible for this? Like, burying them? Like, maybe Lupin. Well, I said maybe Sirius was still around, because I don't know how many days later the whole Pettigrew thing was. If it was, like, the next day. It might have been the next day. I think it's that night. I think when they... was daytime. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I think think that happened at night, and then it's, like midnight or whatever when Voldemort kills them and then like they find it and then I think Sirius as soon as he finds out what happens he goes after Peter remember because he sees Hagrid right so I I think it's immediate so I think probably Lupin honestly yeah I mean or maybe it was Dumbledore I don't know but like Lupin or Dumbledore somebody from the order a combo yeah um I would like to think it's Lupin I think that makes the most sense yeah, because, like, he's the only friend yeah. remaining. Right. Um, 
I I don't know if the quote for me has no more meaning than what Hermione says, but I do feel like this quote encapsulates Dumbledore's greatest lesson. Mm-hmm. And I've lo- I've always loved this fan theory that like Dumbledore represents death. And like mm-hmm. there's something about this quote that like and because they're about to start their Hallows mission, mm-hmm. which is also supposed to like, like master of death. Master yeah. of death. And I've always liked that, but I'm I'm never sure why it was chosen for Lily and James, other than like for the symbolic reason of the book. Well, I think well, again, when I heard it, for me it was like they didn't fear death. Right. Their greatest mission was sacrificing themselves for their only son. Yeah. So they they their enemy, it was like Right. You know, they they're the greatest what what is it? The last enemy, like their their last battle was accepting death yeah. to save their son. And they, and won. they did it and they won. And they didn't even think about it. Right. You know? Like so Yeah, that's I, really nice. I yeah. think that and that's what we remember them for. That's what they're known for. So I do think it's a really fitting Yeah. Uh thing for them. It's about like sacrifice. <laughs> Harry's like, I don't like it. Yeah. He was like, um, this sounds like a pretty fucking Death Eater shit to me. I mean, get that off Eater? Get that off my parents' graves. Um, but, um... But I love that Hermione... She sets it right, yeah. This whole next paragraph is just, like, some serious (sighs) grief being worked through on, like, J.K. Rowling's part. Well, yeah. And, like, it's just... Like, Harry has never grieved his parents. Like, mm-hmm. this is the first time he's ever cried about, yeah. like, that we can assume, really. Ugh. And it's, like... It is... He's 17 years old. Like, it's just so... The pros about grief are stunning and beautiful. And you can tell that because of J.K. Rowling losing her mother, like, this is the part for her that it's... She's working through something. She's working through yeah. it, and it's just, like, it's the epitome of write what you know. Like, she's raw, she's open, she knows exactly how to write grief because she struggles with it every day. It's so poignant, it's so specific. The taking gulps of the night air, trying to um, compose himself, trying to regain control, like, I... It's so, like, specific. I know exactly what she means by that. Like, you just, like, you're looking at nothing but darkness and you just want to try and hold on to something. It's such a very specific feeling that is not just like, and then he felt like the world was going to swallow him whole, you know? The the part that really got to me was, like, that last part where he's, like, um, you know, bones now, surely, mm-hmm. or dust. They are not knowing or caring that their living son stood so near, his heart still beating, alive because of their sacrifice, and close to wishing at this moment that he was sleeping under the snow with them. Like, that part was just like... Oh, honey. (laughs) Honey. I just want to hold you. It's all right. Hermione got me. Yeah. But... Honestly, better that Ron wasn't here. (laughs) I have that note. I don't think this was a Ron trip. It works really well that it's just him and uh, it's Hermie. It's just Hermie doing Hermie. Yeah, um, this was not a trip for Ron. He would have, I think he would have been uncomfortable. He would have said something that ruined it. Or just or him just being uncomfortable would have ruined it. And Harry it. wouldn't have been able to be as vulnerable with right, Ron there. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, this it's good that Ron isn't there. Um, but I just said the la- this, it's just really lovely. Yeah. This chapter. Like, I kept saying it's such a sad chapter, but it's also, like, beautiful. Just, like, when we read Lily's letter, it's, like, this is so sad, but it's, like, so, like, something about it is, like, heartwarming at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have any other notes. Me either. But now I want to listen to I Wish I Had a River. It's still playing in my head. Yeah. Um... I didn't give it a champ or a rat, actually. I just didn't feel like I wanted to in this chapter. Okay, fine. Oh, I already know you said. <laughs> My rat Raj. is wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> My rat is Voldemort for killing Lily and Jean. Who is your champ? Hermione, yeah. Um, I gave it 89 points, which is kind of low, I guess. But No, I gave it 90. Yeah. I It... it 
I like I said, it's not as beautiful. It's not as good as the Arisa chapter. I think it yeah. was only Godric's hall. Ron ruins. It really? Me. I mean, I didn't mean really like really. I, act- I meant like really. No, yeah. I actually disagree. I think this chapter is perfect the way it is. I think it's really actually like I said. Honestly, it, your poem, poem is perfect. It yes. starts with loss and ends there yes. too. Like I, I do think it's really nice to start with the like feeling of what an immediate loss looks like and then what like an old wound feels like so I actually love the parallels there so I actually don't think it's that and this loss of like the person that you know best and these people that you don't know at all but like you were supposed to like I don't know I actually think it's really nice it it, it's very well mirrored mirrored um and you captured that beautifully in um, your poetry oh thank you um um, if I got a tattoo, it would be the, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, I think. Um, I liked the, um, the Dumbledore. The treasure. The treasure. Where your treasure is that we heard. I think that's really beautiful. Um, I have a quiz question for you. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. <laughs> haven't done this in a minute all right do you know james and lily's birth dates um no and you know it's the 60s it's oh wait 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 oh no that's their death i know they die in 81 yeah um yeah so they're born i rather not do the math on once again how young they are yeah i don't want to think about it but aren't they like 21 i could do the math they are 21 yeah i could do the math and go it, back well they're born in 1960. 1960 yeah yeah that's yeah i just know if you remembered their their actual dates no they're both winters ish uh, <laughs> well james, james was born march 27th mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. edge of spring mm-hmm. um and lily is january 30th Um, yeah. Um, on that note, stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.